0: This is One in 54, a presentation of Anderson Center for Autism. One in 54 is a weekly show devoted to topics related to autism spectrum disorder.
1: Good morning and welcome to One in 54, the weekly talk show on topics related to autism spectrum disorder. I'm your host, Eliza Bozinski, Chief Development Officer at Anderson Center for Autism. And this morning I am speaking with Amanda Haranoff. Uh, Amanda, good morning. Good morning, thank you so much for having me. Uh, it's my pleasure to, to have you on the show today. You are a poet, author, life coach, and I have a feeling we're going to learn even more about you as we talk this morning. Um, but that's how I'm going to leave the introduction for now and ask you just to uh, continue with that and, and tell us a little bit about yourself, um, your background, and, and how you got, to be, uh, got into poetry and writing and life coaching and into the world of... Um, Special Olympics as well. So I'll give it to you.
0: Yeah, sure. So long story short, I was actually diagnosed with a variety of conditions when I was born. So hydrocephalus being one, which is water on the brain. Mm. And um, the other one, retinopathy of prematurity, Um, that was difficult as well. So that's where I get my low vision from legal blindness from and um, dealing with many of those conditions growing up, especially the hydrocephalus. I did not play sports until many, many years later. I was 26 when I got an official diagnosis of being on the autism spectrum, and I didn't know what to do with myself. Mm -hmm. So as I was dealing with the idea of being autistic, I began writing poetry because I didn't know what else to do. I was like, is my life over? Well, no, it's not really over. It's actually just going to just change slightly. So I began just writing poetry and absorbing, you know, just everything within poetry and what it is that that has to offer. As I was recovering from a um, procedure that I was having uh, related to the retinopathy of prematurity, my mom suggested she was like, "Oh, well, I read this uh, article in the paper. They're doing a local track meet for the Special Olympics. Do you want to go?" I didn't want to do anything. I, I just wanted to like stay in the house and just be like left alone. I end up going to this this track meet, and I see everybody's having fun. And I was like, "How do I how do I get involved in like the Special Olympics?" So I went through the formal ap- application process and I turned in my my paperwork. I signed up just in time for bowling. Mind you, I'm still on somewhat bed rest. So I had to ask my doctor in between, Mm -hmm. can I still compete? Mm -hmm. So I I go to compete. This is my first bowling regional. I have an eye patch on. I still have a headache because I just got done, you know, doing whatever procedure a couple days prior to the procedure. So I'm, I'm not feeling well, I'm feeling nauseous, but I'm I'm able to bowl, I get a couple of strikes,
1: and I end up winning a silver medal. And I'm like, yes, and I did it with an eye patch on. That's great. I'm excited right now listening to you retell the story. Okay. Yeah. That's how you were introduced to Special Olympics.
0: Yes. That's mm-hmm. that's how I was introduced to Special Olympics. But I, I first, you know, I I felt kind of I, I felt really odd just being like on the field, if you know what I mean. And I kind of felt that it was an experience that was like. I was like, I, I, really, I really love being here, but I, but I think there, there's something that's just kind of like out of place because I noticed that when I would, you know, be on the field with my fellow athletes that no one would really talked to me much, but the, the coaches would talk to me. Mm-hmm. And I think that was really just because of, of how, how I spoke and how I articulated just like my words. So the coaches would spend so much time talking to me and we, this, this is, the, the second season, I believe, of bowling, and there's a woman that overhears me speaking to my coach, and she was like, you need to join the global ambassador program, and I'm like, I don't know what that, I don't know what that is, what's that, right, and she's like, that's, that's the, the public speaking program, they, they train athletes to become public speakers, mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, okay, well, I'm, I'm just going to like go in there and I'm just going to like sit there and I hope like nobody notices me and this is going to like freak me out because of, because of how I speak. I was mocked growing up. Okay. And that, 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 wasn't a lot of fun. Like, like people would literally mock me. Like you think you, you think you're so much better because you're quote unquote well-spoken.
1: Ah, okay. And,
0: you know, the, these were the things that would, that would really upset me growing up, mm-hmm. but we, we had to do our speeches in in person. And there were, I think there were about like 15 of us in class. And we're in this huge conference room in this really nice hotel. And I was like, I'm, I'm super nervous. So let, let me just offer to go first. And I, I look briefly at the gentleman who is facilitating class. And he's got like the biggest smile on his face I'm like oh no oh no oh no please leave me alone please don't come (laughs) up and talk to me after (laughs) like leave me alone Mm -hmm. so he comes up to talk to me after he's asking me about like my poetry and he's suggesting that I get like my my book published on the website and I was like I was like I I I think I just screwed myself because I didn't mean to sound like I was quote-unquote high or mighty or anything, but this, this is literally just like how I speak. Like I, I just have like this natural, I guess, flow and fluency to just speak. And I, 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 remember just being embarrassed and on the way home later on that night, I just, I cried myself to sleep because I was like, what, what, what did I just do? Here I am saying that I want to be like this skilled athlete, And I know um, of certain athletes who have gotten 30 and 40 medals because they had been in the Special Olympics for several years. And I said, I want to be that one that that comes in here and says, oh, Amanda Haranoth has 15 gold medals. I don't have 15 gold medals. I only have one. (laughs) Mm
1: -hmm. (laughs) Right.
0: But my, my public speaking, however, I've lobbied Congress, I've spoken at Stanford, um, mm-hmm. I've been on, you know, the, the radio, and thing, things like this is very comforting to me. Like, I'm, I'm very comfortable, like, right here
1: in this, this space right now, just, just with you, Eliza, I'm super comfortable right now. That's good. But let me, can I, can I just ask you a question? Cause I want to go back to that moment that you just described where you're standing up there. You, you, you did something that I think a lot of people um, at some point in their public speaking career realize, which is if you're nervous, sometimes going first and kind of getting it out of the way is, is actually a positive thing to do and can also help you grow and get more comfortable. But you described really beautifully that moment where you saw somebody who you knew was probably going to come and. Talk to you and encourage you in some way, and it sounded like your immediate internal reaction was like, "No, don't," and that reminded me of something you said earlier when you talked about being mocked for the way that you spoke when you were younger. So, in that moment, um, the the later moment, were you were you back, kind of inside being a child again, um, feeling that again? Like I, you know, I don't, I. I like back to feeling like, oh, he's even if it's meant as a compliment, it's still going to feel to some degree like I'm doing something intentionally that I'm not supposed to do or isn't socially acceptable or something like that. Was there any connection? Yeah, I, I, I think it really was that, you
0: know, so so Tyler's super encouraging and I didn't want it to be like, oh, my gosh, well, let's have you speak here, and here and here. And let's throw you in front of Congress. And let, I I felt that. You know, obviously, you know, the Special Olympics is a safe place. And for me, the public speaking program was, you know, it's it's equivalent to to an athlete being on the field. Yeah. So it's it's a safe place. But I guess I was really scared in a sense that when when you think of the Special Olympics, you don't necessarily think of somebody who has certain verbal skills or quote unquote high level verbal skills or somebody who's necessarily well-spoken when, you know, you, you think of this, the special Olympics. So Mm -hmm. I knew it was going to be that he was definitely going to help me out. And he definitely has, and he would, you know, definitely encourage me. So one of the things I love about uh, both Tyler and Amanda is they've never, ever tried to stop me from being who I was as a public speaker. They've always encouraged it and they've always, uh, Cheered me on definitely in the moment. If I'm like, oh well, I'm getting ready to go do this interview, and they're like, oh great, well when it's available, let us let us hear it, let us promote it, let us. So it's it's been it's been nothing but wonderful, but it's been difficult in in some cases finding my place and my space of who I am as an athlete. Mm-hmm. Um, be because I I have and possess a. <laughs> Different, different skill set. That's not always necessarily needed or shown on on the the field. You, you don't need to be verbal when you're rolling a bocce ball. You don't need to be verbal when you're kicking a soccer ball. Mm-hmm. Um, that that is all you know. Physical skill, something that
1: I I struggle with. Mm-hmm. So so. Um, we're going to stop in a second just to, to, because we're almost done with our first half of the show, but I just want to set up for the second half when we come back. I think it's important because I, because I've been working in at Anderson center for autism for 15 years. And, uh, I definitely would benefit from a deeper understanding of what this program is and how it's connected to special Olympics. Cause to me, the, the. You called it the global um, ambassador, global ambassador program. program. Yes, I don't. I don't know that it's it's get to do um, promotion because I haven't heard as much about that. Uh, but I love the fact that there is this this aspect to Special Olympics that is is off the field, like you said, and is less verbal. Um, or I'm, I'm sorry, more verbal. And more more verbal. Yes. Right, exactly. But that there's a. So I think we should maybe backtrack a little bit, and I'll ask you to just describe um, how it how would a little bit more about the program itself. Um, and then I know I want to leave you some time to, to, um, to read some poetry to us that you've written. I'd love that. And to hear a little bit more about other projects that you might be involved in that include your poetry and maybe other things you've written, maybe goals for the future. So, um, but for now we need to take a really short break. When we come back, we'll we'll talk more about all of this and get to know you even more. Um, Amanda Haranoth, um, poet, author, chair of the Athlete Leadership Council, Northern California Special olympics a global ambassador love it all can't wait to hear (laughs) from this is 154 the weekly talk show on topics related to autism spectrum disorder i'm your host eliza bozinski we'll be right back
0: i've got a math question for you when you add tolerance subtract prejudice and multiply efforts to treat one another with respect what do you get less division and school sports have it down to a science. Looking for an example of what can happen when we realize there's more that unites us than divides us? Look no further than high school sports in New York. This message presented by the New York State Public High School Athletic Association and the New York State Athletic Administrators Association. And now 1 in 54 continues on 100.7 WHUD. This is a weekly community affairs program presented by the Anderson Center for Autism.
1: Welcome back to One in Fifty Four, the weekly talk show on topics related to autism spectrum disorder. I'm your host, Eliza Bozensky and this morning I'm speaking to Amanda Hironoff, who is so many so many titles, um, but but biggest one of all, you are a, a person um, who has found sounds um, just like you found such a niche for yourself. You found something that you love that you feel comfortable doing. Um, you're a public speaker. You're a global ambassador for the Special Olympics in Northern California, um, and and also a poet and an author. I, I just want to take you back, if you don't mind. Can I ask you, outside of your personal experience as a global ambassador and part of this public speaking program uh, with Special Olympics, has it always been a part of Special Olympics or is it relatively new? Is, is it designed specifically for people who uh, want to be involved in Special Olympics but don't necessarily get that same rush from being on the field or engaging in a in a more traditional sport, I would call it. I don't even know if that's the right thing to say to tell us about the program itself.
0: Yeah. So the, the Global Ambassador Program, as as far as I know, it, it started out as, as far as I so So there is a woman by the name of Loretta Claiborne. Mm-hmm. She was not officially an ambassador, but she worked up under Eunice Kennedy Shriver. Eunice Kennedy Shriver is the founder of the Special Olympics. So um, Loretta played a variety of sports, but she eventually got into speaking. and and telling her story and telling, you know, the idea of how, you know, people would, would bully her. So instead of, because she, she was, you know, in in special ed and they would do things such as call her the R word and call her variety of, you know, other names and just, so she actually began speaking about disabilities before there was even really a program established within the Special Olympics that allowed athletes to go ahead and speak. Now, I do know for Northern California, I, I guess due to circumstances, there, the program was not available at some point, but I think by the time that I joined, I believe it had been revamped for about a, like a, a year or so. And then I joined in 2019. We take everybody at a variety of levels. You have you, you can speak before Congress, as I did. They have you speaking at various conferences. Um, you can speak at, I, I believe you can even speak at uh, sporting events. So what, what I love about the program is it's a variety of levels. And we have like all these various um, global ambassadors who, who speak at a variety of levels. They speak at a variety of events. Mm-hmm. And I am just so gung ho about What's 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 the highest level that I can do? There's a good friend of mine um, who had who had actually gotten to speak at the White House. And I was like, what's what's, what's what's the most that I can do? Like, can I actually end up getting on like TV for these things? I actually petitioned to uh, Tyler a couple of weeks ago. I was like, so I want to be on the cover of Time magazine.
1: How can you help me do that? <laughs> nice, Nice. Well, it sounds like you've got a, a big support team and a bunch of great coaches. And you said the word competitive, too, which I think, you know, that's what it's sounding like to me is it? It's, it's I think when I think of Special Olympics, and I think of the events that I've gone to, to to observe and to support. And I think of a lot of the Anderson athletes. We have I'm wearing my Anderson Blue Knights uh, sweatshirt right now. We have a, a, a large number of Special uh, Olympians in in our program. Um, and when I've gone to the events, I, you know, that's one of the things that I love is that it is completely uh retains the the you know and, and celebrates all the positives that are associated with competition. Um pushing yourself, um, getting to know other people, uh, bonding over, you know, team sports, um, challenging, challenging for your, your personal best, um, you know, anything like that. And also just the general peace of mind that often comes along with exercising uh any muscle, including your brain and your um and and it really It's inclusive of of so many things. I just, I really love the fact that I'm hearing that come through in you, just as we talk, that you're setting your own personal bests and it keeps changing, it sounds like. You know, in school, when you were younger, it was uh, it was you went through. It sounds like earlier you mentioned that there was a phase in your life where you kind of didn't want to do anything. Then you're introduced to bowling that turns into being introduced to the global global ambassador program. And now you're, you know, realizing that what you love to do and maybe one of your biggest comfort zones is public speaking. Um, right. Which, um, and, and then I think it's it's always important, uh, at least on this show, was we focus so much on, on autism. Um, to break myths and dispel myths. And there is still a huge one um, about the fact that either people with autism uh, don't speak, don't want to speak, don't like the public spotlight, don't like people, you know, want to be alone all the time. And right. it's important to also point out that I would assume um, in some of what you've done uh, and people you've met, maybe you've heard that that it's, it's really important to have people tell their stories and, and share their messages to dispel some of those myths because, um, we, we can't continue to uh, perpetuate those while also expecting individuals with autism and their families to feel welcome and accepted and acknowledged and appreciated in communities.
0: Right. I, I think for for a lot of people, because, you know, as, as they say, when you meet one person with autism, you've met one person with autism. Yep. And it's important to remember that we come in all, you know, a variety of, interests in a variety of skill level and a variety of things that we all want to, you know, go ahead and do. The, the other thing about the Global Ambassador Program is you can take the first class where you're, you're having to speak, but that can also lead to um, training to become a, a, uh, a sports coach. You can be a referee. You can end up in fundraising. So, so there are so many avenues that you can explore after taking like the, the first course. Now, me, I'm considered a spokesperson Mm -hmm. I'm I like to call myself kind of like the poster child of Northern California because I'm I, I like making the videos and I like showing up in the advertising and I like showing up in the campaigns and I like excuse me volunteering for you know just doing interviews and volunteering for magazines and things like that even if it's not related to the Special Olympics but if it's related to my story in general like talking about special needs is like what I do, yeah. So, I I love being a spokesperson for the organization. Um, wh- whereas you you have you know several of my friends, um, they're they're coaches and they like to fundraise. And you have you know several people who, when the pandemic is fully over and we fully open back up, they want to be like fitness captains and lead the exercises at uh, competitions and things like that. I don't think any of those things are for me. I personally like being in the front, in the, the, the forefront of things and definitely talking about like what's what's on my mind. And, mm-hmm. you know, if I if I get on people's nerves, I, I apologize. But sorry, not sorry. In fact, <laughs> I'm not sorry because go. this is this is what I do and this is what I love. And, you know, my my God given gift is to to speak, um, you know, as as I told you earlier that I was this was something that I was mocked for yeah. growing up. Right. But This is something that I absolutely love and something that I, you know, definitely want to, to continue to do to, to spread some some good in the world from, you know, a fellow autistic female. I mean, there's there's power in that.
1: There is power and certainly nothing to, to feel that like you need to apologize for. Um, I I thank you for for sharing so much of this uh, with us and so much of yourself with us. We are getting low on time. I would love it if you would take a couple minutes to to read us some poetry that you've written. Sure, thank you so much.
0: This one I actually wrote uh, about two days ago, wrote it at midnight, but uh, this one is called, Look You in the Eyes. Look you in the eyes, looking down or looking away was my way of saying I'm uncomfortable. I learned how to fake eye contact in group settings. But when we're alone, when it's just you and I, I can't fake it. When I was 17, something happened to me. He had these deep blue eyes and no understanding of who I was. Looking me in the eyes stripped me of something and it left me so vulnerable and afraid. And it happened again at the age of 25. When I worked for her, she constantly stared me down and yelled at me. She reminded me that something was absolutely wrong with me. I had to eventually learn that everyone with blue eyes, they're not out to hurt me. I had to remember that I had several blue-eyed friends who loved and cared about me and embraced my autism and allow me to be
1: just me. Thank you. Wow. Thank you. That was uh, that was really beautiful. And I appreciate mm-hmm. you sharing. Um, when, how old were you when you first started writing poetry? 26. 26.
0: <laughs> I, was, I was diagnosed at the age of 26 and began writing in... Let's see. I got my diagnosis in April, which I know is Autism Awareness Month yeah. and
1: started writing in June. OK, well, I you know, it's really been a pleasure um, meeting you and getting to talk to you. We have about a minute left. Um, Amanda, do you, do you want people to um, find you someplace on, on social media or follow you or, or or is there a place where they could read more of your poetry, perhaps, or, or learn about what you might have coming in the future?
0: Uh Yes. So I am on Instagram. So that's just um, my first and last name, Amanda Haranoff. You can follow me there. Also my website, poetmandy.com. Uh, and also if you just do a general Google search on me, I've got all types of interviews and a whole bunch of cool stuff on there. Because like I said, I love to spread autism awareness and love to spread disability rights um, awareness. So I'm I'm all over the place when it comes to being on the internet.
1: <laughs> well, that sounds great. So let me spell your last name or you, you go ahead and spell your last name so people can find you and then we'll absolutely, recover. absolutely. That is H a
0: double
1: All right. Thank you, Amanda Haranoth. So do a Google search. You'll find all sorts of her, um, of Amanda's uh, public speaking and um, a lot of PR and um, really great stuff out there as well as poetmandy.com. I thought that poem uh, "Look you in the eyes that you just wrote two days ago. I mean, that's, unusual that we get the chance to hear something that fresh and new. Um, so we really appreciate that, but that was beautiful. And I would encourage our listeners to learn more about you and see what you do. And also for a lot of the families who are listening, who may have a loved one who's recently diagnosed and you're navigating the waters of resources that are out there and, and organizations like special Olympics um, learn more about, about all of the aspects of special Olympics, as well as um, maybe some other things that Amanda has to offer in all of her um social media and her experiences because there's a network out there um and and it sounds to me like amanda you're part of it and you're a leader in it so it'd be great for other people to to learn more about you absolutely um, thank you so much for being on the show today we appreciate it and best of luck to you in the future with everything that you're doing thank you so much i appreciate it this is one in 54 the weekly talk show on topics related to autism spectrum disorder i'm your host eliza Bozensky and remember anderson cares
0: You've been listening to One in 54, a presentation of Anderson Center for Autism. Join us for another edition of the show at the same time next week.